In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Next, ladies and gentlemen, we have three fine young men from Seattle. Here they are, Nirvana. Stop yourself without any words. I got so high, I scratch it up, bled.
This is what you get when you mess with us, the baddies. What's up? It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan. This is your Wednesday episode. We just keep chugging along. I got a bunch. <laughs> Listen, guys, I say this all the time, but I'm going to say it again. I do not know what possesses me to do this on a daily basis. Somebody sent me a <laughs> like there, like I have a problem, and it was like all my podcasts, and they keep coming. So I just want to send another message out. Do not, you don't listen. We do know the people that truly love me listen to every one of them, but you are not required by law to listen to every one of these and don't let it scare you. I know it might, the output might be a little troubling. I'm not going to apologize because I'm really proud of everything that we do here. 
or everything that we're trying to do. Uh, it just takes us a little while to get there, but I'm really proud of the strides we're making. Um, but remember, pick and choose. That's why I think it's like, if you don't know a guest, but you want to know about a guest, listen to that podcast. Chelsea Devontes from Celebrity Book Club was on yesterday, and I just thought she was awesome, and I hope you check out her thing. But like, go follow your bliss. Go with the ones that make you happy. If you like silly pop culture stories on Monday, go with that. If you want the Beverly Hills recap on Friday or the Kardashian recap, go with that. Which, by the way, I'm actually getting sad that the last episode of the Kardashian is tomorrow. I mean, uh, you know, Thursday, but it, I, it makes me bombed. I like making fun of them so much. Like, when am I going to like, I was like, oh, is there a way that I could try to find the Scott Disick, like do the Scott Disick voice more? Like, Hi, Ryan, what's going on, man? It's me, Scott. What's going on, dude? Like, I want to find a way. I was like, do I just go back and like, read Scott's social media posts in Scott's voice. Cause today he posted something where he was like, I look like Jesus. Look, Hey, he doesn't look like G he looks like Jared Leto. Like also I, you know, by the way, G listen, hate to bring up Jesus this early in the show, <laughs> but I'm like, come on, man. There's just no way. Like, if Jesus up in heaven, he's not like, Scott, I did not, I truly didn't make you in my image. I really, I want you to cut the beard. I want you to go back to the three-piece suits. Where is the Lord Disick? Um, you guys, uh, quick uh, note up top. We've got a great show, by the way. Uh, we've got... We got Aisha Scott from Below Deck Down Under. Come on. That's amazing. She is so just awesome. I, I I don't think anybody has a bad thing to say about her. I mean, maybe some of the people that are trying to cause drama at times on Below Deck. But no, she is like universally beloved. And she was so cool. And it's just like... I want her to just like read things to me and I want her to like be my friend. Like she's just awesome. And we had to do like a quick, like 30 minute interview with her. And then on the other side of that, I usually do the pop culture stories up first, but I'm going to go right into the interview here in a second. And then on the flip side of that, we'll do a little commercial break and then we'll go into the pop culture stories. Cause we got Britney Spears. We got Jax Taylor writing a kid's book. We got some Amber Heard, Johnny Depp mess. It's never going to go away. I've decided we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, quick plugs up top. Please make sure you rate and review the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Um, you know, this podcast mainly got popular on Apple Podcasts, and I'm trying to get people to listen on Spotify, too, because it just seems like they have a huge audience over there that yeah, I don't even know what I'm saying. Just just rate it five stars. Also, YouTube, uh, if you want to see the Chelsea Devontes interview, if you want to see uh, uh, Aisha's interview, it's going to be over there on the YouTube. If you want to see... Uh, see a face with the voice go on over there it's really cool it is growing and i'm really really excited about that so go subscribe over there too it's a fun little addendum or you you know i i just think it's awesome patreon is there as well hello baddies um uh they're just always amazing we're doing another live youtube for patreon members i believe it's on the 29th um so i'm really excited about that as well because we had a blast last time i just had a couple drinks and i did like a little show where we talk about we're going to be talking about real housewives ultimate girls trip and southern charm and it's going to be awesome uh, and then finally, and I know this really doesn't have to do with the show. This has to do with my personal life. I know everybody's like on the edge of their seat. What's he about to say? 
Um, this will be my last week doing the show. No, um, <laughs> no, here it is. I got my, my nephew, we call him Watermelon on the show. That's his code name because his parents don't like him to use his real name when I talk about him on the show. So we, we have the code name of Watermelon. Now, it was his 14th birthday yesterday uh, on Sunday. And I just, I'm just, I, I, I can't believe it, man. Like, and he's growing up and it breaks my heart, but it excites me at the same time to see him growing into a young dude. And, and, uh, I've always loved him so much. And his dad texted me today and you know, it's bad when the dad texts you and he's like, Hey, I, I've got to reach out to Ryan. And this was the request. And I need to know if any of you guys have any information about this. I hate to use this show this way, but let's see. I just, I figured it was worth a shot. Okay. It says, we are trying to get Watermelon a PS5 console for his birthday. PS5, I looked up, means PlayStation 5. I'm not a video game guy, you guys. Like, I, I, probably not a lot of my audiences either, but maybe, maybe people that you know are. So he wants this PlayStation 5, which I guess is probably like a hot new thing product and he says i am an on an invitation list for amazon but i think it's been rigged everywhere is out of stock because of lack of chips you have any ideas and i said hey let me ask my show audience someone maybe might know something and he goes okay that's what i was thinking which by the way means he's trying to use the power of this show but that's okay because i love my nephew so if anybody has any information about a playstation 5 please email me it's so bad it's good with ryan bailey at gmail.com i would give out my phone number right now but i have been told not to do that anymore so i uh just just use that <laughs> use use the uh use the email okay you guys enough of this stuff i, I i'm going to talk to you on the flip side of this but truly below deck down under i want to say once again because you're going to hear it in the intro and you're going to hear it multiple times go get peacock Really, they have a full season of Below Deck on Peacock that nobody has seen on Bravo because they've kept it for Peacock. And it is amazing. The production value is there. Aisha's in it. They got a new captain. Like, it's all like it is the same Below Deck you know and love. It's just a different iteration of it. But guess what? It's on a boat. Like, you know, like the boat is the main thing, I think. Like, if they're on a yacht, you're like, okay, this is below deck or a sailing yacht. Uh, by the way, Gary on sailing yacht, that guy is just like anybody just wants to hook up with him. It's just truly incredible to watch. I love the below deck franchise, and I hope you guys dig it too. We don't get to talk nearly enough about it, but I just think it is one of those kind of unproblematic shows where you don't fight about it as much as you do with the housewives, you know, like where the Vanderbump rules, like, it's just like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I love it so much. It is so relaxing to me and it is so entertaining. I cannot say enough. And I have loved this season of below deck down under. So, uh, Asia, you guys might remember from below deck med, uh, two seasons on that. And she's just a human spotlight. She's a human light beam. She's just incredible. Um, this, you can tell I'm very excited in this interview. <laughs> you can, and I had to wake up early for this. I think it was like, I was up at like 8am to do this interview. So, you know, I have to love somebody to get up that early. Uh, usually actually I do, I don't get up that much later. It's just that I'll sit in bed and worry for a solid hour before I get into the day. So this kind of just interrupted that, but it was totally worth it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from Peacock's Below Deck Down Under, Asia Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to iHeartRadio's So Bad It's Good. Today, we have somebody that is so good, it's great. 
Uh, ever since you saw her on Below Deck Med, I think everybody kind of universally fell in love with her. It's one of those great things on Bravo where you can be universally liked instead of universally loathed, which is there's a big difference on Bravo and it has both. <laughs> but you've seen her on two seasons of Below Deck Med and I've got to just shout out from the tallest building to go get Peacock. I've been screaming about this forever, but they have Below Deck Down Under on there, which is a full Below Deck series. There are like 14, 15 episodes in now, and each one has such great production value. It is the Below Deck that we know and love. And this guest is finally a Chief Stew. You know her, you love her. Aisha Scott, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much. And can I say, you were so good at your job. How did you do all of that spiel? Just ad lib. I could have uh, read in my Instagram stories a million times. <laughs> Asia, Asia, I've been practicing that for like weeks now. So I'm just so <laughs> glad to finally get it out. Um, I just want to let the audience know at home too. I was just on her Instagram. She was bragging about wearing uh, bikini bottoms to this interview because she's in Florida and it's hot. Uh, I, so I'm wearing basketball shorts. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm business yeah. up top. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. It's so hot here. And I'm very comfortable. So thank you for having me in my scantily clad clothing. <laughs> um, first off, I want to apologize on behalf of my name, Ryan, for the chef that you had to deal with this season, Chef Ryan. Uh, who just, uh, spoiler alert, you guys, if you don't, you know, he unfortunately uh, was let go or fortunately, it seems like chefs on these boats always have like, they're like artists in a way they're temperamental. Does this happen mm -hmm. on, it seems like every charter, the chef usually is the hardest person to deal with. Do you find that to be the case? Yes, 1000%. You know, I've been doing yachting for seven years now and every single boat, the chef is just this absolute psycho that throws tantrums but the key difference is that usually they're amazing at cooking and so you give them a pass <laughs> whereas Ryan I'm like where is what have you got to back up this attitude like nothing <laughs> well you guys you guys have to watch from the first episode it almost seems like Aisha's getting like punked or pranked because yeah. he's like hey we'll just try to get by you know I'll do what I do you just you know like usually they have preference sheets they have like a very specific and it's like a super yacht so you're like really trying to impress them and he's like hey we just got by on salmon for breakfast high fives and your face your facial reactions to him are in amazing it's like hysterical honestly but he would just sit there and brag about the fact that he's done nothing but sit in the crew mess and he did the bed minimum and i'm like what industry are you in? Like <laughs> literally our job, the whole ethos of our work is you go above and beyond. Yeah. You don't go below and inward. Like it's just, but, and I just couldn't understand how he could pride himself on that. Yeah, no, he seemed like he was like wanting high fives. Like he's like, yeah. what up top? Um, You've been in the yachting industry this long. I'm imagining when you get into the yachting industry, you're not like, I'm trying to get on TV, but I'll go through yachting industry first. Like this had to have been an entire surprise, right? Like you don't get into the yachting industry hoping to get on below deck, do you? Absolutely not. Like when I joined yachting, actually for most of yachting, I didn't even know below deck existed. I truly <laughs> didn't even know it was a thing. I just, I um, had finished uni and I couldn't find a job and what I wanted to do afterwards. And my sister told me about this yachting thing. So we flew to France together and did it. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. But uh, I will be honest, 
since I was a little girl, I always wanted to be on TV. I just knew that it was something that I had to do at some point. And so then um, one of my friends actually, it was would have been my fourth year of yachting or fourth, fourth or fifth year. She um, ended up messaging me and she was like, hey, I found the email for the casting agent. You should apply. You'd be amazing. So, yeah, so I did straight away. They called me straight away and it went from there. Yeah, I imagine you go in for the interview and it's, I I love that Below Deck is kind of like American Idol for you. Like, yeah, you're like, yeah. I want, I think I'm on, be, that's what I was wondering if you actually liked being the experience of being on this show and you must have liked it if you came back for Below Deck Down Under, right? Oh, I loved it. Everything about it. For for a small town Kiwi girl where you grow up and like America is just like, these you know or any sort of tv it's just like this foreign surreal movie land that doesn't really actually exist so, so to be on this massive show suddenly on a major network and there's cameras everywhere it was just like pinch me it was amazing and I felt so comfortable with the cameras too you do I mean it's I I feel like you are always like there's some people that you feel put it on for the camera but I feel like yeah. you're genuinely who you are on camera which is just like Kind of amazing. Um, I, I, I saw on your Instagram, this comes out in New Zealand this week, which is like, is that exciting for you that everybody gets to kind of like your hometown gets to watch this? Absolutely. It makes me so happy. I'm so pleased that it's airing there because I really want them to, as, as, again, for Kiwis, you know, TV and these American networks, it's this whole exciting foreign world. And so I think for people back home to hear my accent on this massive show, to them, it's a real thrill. They're like, whoa. (laughs) No, it's a real thrill. How annoying does it get for, I I have to, and I'm, I'm stopping myself from doing it, just parroting back your accent the entire time, because we, it's like, oh boy, like I was, (laughs) By the way, you went to uni, which you were like a double science major, which is like, yeah. but I would, I, like, wait, a double science major, what should you be doing with a double science major? Because I'm like, wow, you're in yachting, you're in TV, but you actually have this other, like, you studied this amazing skill. How does this yeah. all intertwine? So I really wanted to get into, um, I really wanted to get into either engineering or doing like hydrology management or maybe, you know, like working with farmers and figuring out ways that they can have a lesser effect on the environment. You know, there was a few different jobs that I wanted to do. Um, but I just, it, the, the place where I was, it was hard to kind of find a job that was available anywhere. And in the meantime, I started working at a clothing store, which I hated. <laughs> So, you know, when I got, when I heard about this opportunity to go overseas and travel, I was like, absolutely. (laughs) Um, What is the difference for you being Chief Stew? Like this is actually, you know, we come in the, you know, you you have Hannah, who we, who we've loved. Uh, We have Kate Chastain and now you're up in those ranks. What did you have to up your game at all? And we actually watch you go through, you know, not growing pains, but watching you deal with these other, by the way, one of, one of the ladies, you guys, she's on her phone with her boyfriend the whole time. And that's another, I feel like they put these Mm. things in front of you where, you know, I, I imagine like you, it's one of those things you can't be on your phone the whole time yet. She kept doing it. Um, What's this experience like moving up in the industry? Yeah. So it was, so it was actually a lot harder than I thought. Like I always, I knew that I was capable and that's why I wanted the chance to come back and prove that to everyone. But I guess it was harder than I thought because you just have so much on your plate. You've got to think about 
literally everything. Like, what are the deck team doing? What are the guest movements? What is when is captain moving the boat? Has housekeeping been done? When are services, break times, everything? And so my mind was just like, woo, 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 woo. And I think <laughs> watching back this season, I'm like, I think everyone got so used to the crazy fun wild Asia, which is, you know, inherently who I am. But this season, you're kind of, you're going to see a little bit more of a more serious Asia because I just had so much on my mind. And then adding into that, um, you know, a certain shoe that just wasn't present at all and not really helping me that much. My my workload was just through the roof. Yeah, I mean, you could see like the, the everybody gets frazzled at times and the the parts I hated the most. And I guess this is like you can never say no to a guest. But when they keep asking for drinks on top of each other and uh... the, we the audience see you guys are running all around and you're like, I'll make another chocolate Kahlua coffee drink. Yes. And you're like, oh, my God, like it, it really seems like the Titanic at times. With the, it's like it's like, but I love it. It's like high drama just making the drinks, you know. It drives me crazy because I guess the guests come on and, you know, they've paid this fee and so they, they can just sit there and ask for drink after drink. And I get it. Like for them, it's really exciting, but they tend to get overexcited at having so much choice of whatever cocktail they want that they every single time they're about quarter or halfway through. And then they're like, oh, can I have this? Can I get this? Yeah. And and I and I just stare at their drinks. I'm like, you haven't even you're barely halfway through that one. Yeah, like, wait, you are you? <laughs> and so then you... you end up like chucking half of their previous cocktail, out <laughs> and you just want to explode. Are you allowed to cut them off? Uh, well, if they get too drunk, you can. But what I kind of start doing. When, when it's just getting ridiculous, it's every now and then I kind of just, you know, I try and be a bit cheeky and I'm just like, you still got your bloody last one, you know, <laughs> half the time they, they, you know, usually they laugh and they're uh, like, oh, oh yeah, sorry, I'll finish this one and, and then make it afterwards and that buys you a little bit of time. Oh my God. I was just imagining my dad on that boat. He would just go hog wild. You would have to hold his, <laughs> you'd have to hold his hair back over the toilet or something like you. It would be your miserable experience. Um, uh, so this, uh, the other thing that I, I wanted to get your opinion on is how do we feel about the night vision cameras? That's like, I always try to picture myself on the boat and that's like the part I was like, I don't know if I could get them. I don't want anybody to see me in my undies when I crawl in and out of the bunk. How are you? I mean, like, do you just get used to it? Or do you, do you watch these shows back? Yeah, honestly, I just couldn't give it a crap really. Because <laughs> I like grew up in a family where we're very much like, you know, I just wander around the house naked or I'm always just in my undies or, you know, I've always been uh, very comfortable and open with my body and all that kind of thing. So, you know, when they're looking at me with my undies on, I'm just like, it just doesn't <laughs> even come into my mind to be conscious of it. Oh, see, I would put on like three weighted blankets. <laughs> you would be like, it would just be like a, a camouflage in this like little tiny, yeah. like, who's that guy moving? Um, I know a lot of girls go into the bathroom to get changed. But for me, I'm like, that just adds like time into my routine. Like, I just don't care. Um, do we, uh, like, I, I love your Instagram because it seems like you really do some, somebody that loves nature. You seem like you're in a great relationship right now. Yeah. I mean, these are all like, which I think you guys are like a two year relationship right now, which we saw on below deck med, the situation with Jack, which I know didn't work out. Yeah. Um, but you all, like, I was watching a clip of you on watch what happens live and you have such a good attitude about things. You're like, it was great. You know, like, you, you know, he had two girlfriends, but he's great. I love him. And then you gave, 
Why do you ever give somebody the compliment of saying that they have a big dong on national TV? Like, why would you give somebody, you got to go small dong, no matter how big the dong is, because you don't give somebody a compliment uh, like that, you know? Damn it! <laughs> I, you didn't, no, I was but, like, well, it's the truth. <laughs> I know, I know. Did you, Andy was like, all right, all right, yeah. yeah. Um, I know, well, you know, with Jack, it was just like, I think with him, because he's, he is genuinely such a good person. He has a good heart. He's just an idiot. You know, he's just immature. And I think he's just not quite caught up in everything in life yet. So I was like, oh, Dal, you're a bit of a shit, but that's okay. <laughs> How does your guy handle your TV stardom? I mean, like, is he, does he dig this? Does he watch the show with you? Uh, what's his experience with this? Yeah, so he obviously isn't going to watch season four, which we're both going to exist, but he does <laughs> Season four doesn't um, exist. It does not no, exist. it doesn't exist. But honestly, he's just the most wonderful, supportive boyfriend. I couldn't picture a better boyfriend for me. And, you know, so many of my friends say they're like, you're so lucky with him because I think to be with someone who is really in the limelight, you need to be so secure. And he... He is. He's very secure. We're very trusting and stable. And he's just so happy for me. Yeah, he looks think- like a really nice guy, too. Like, I mean, I know that's just Instagram, but like, it's like you guys look like really happy and you're always like doing nature things and like having like yeah. a, a beer. Like, it just looks nice. He's just the most wonderful, like kind, amazing person ever. And I think he handles it really well. The only time that it gets to him sometimes is you know, often people run up to run up to me on the street and they're like, Asia, oh my gosh. And they're so caught up that they just completely ignore him the whole time. They won't even look at him. And then when they want a photo taken, they're suddenly like, oh, you, you know, can you take a photo? And he's like, sure, now I exist. So I think, you know, every now and then he finds that annoying. But on the whole, he is so supportive. Um, everybody's going to ask you, so I'll ask you too. Uh, who's this is basic. Who's who's your favorite captain? Captain Sandy or Captain Jason? Captain Hardy? Oh, who's Jason, the- my man. I just love him. He's, you know, Sandy's great too, but Jason and I, you know, it's more than just Captain and Stu. We're actually really good friends. And he's he's there for me so much. Yeah, he's so cool, man. He's like, I love his whole vibe. Like, I love how he treats people. Like, it was like, I love these captains because you get to see different personalities. Like, I'm still fuming over the Malia, Sandy, uh, all the, the volume drum. I'm like still fuming years later about that, which you then came back on. Um, but I, Chad, Jason just seems cool, man. Like, it just seems like a nice guy. Before there's cameras on these boats, does it have the same, does, does the drama get brought when cameras get there? Or like, were you experiencing the same drama when you were working on these uh, charters before Below Deck? Is it always something? Oh my something- goodness. This is, thank you for asking this because so many people are like, oh, surely it's made up. Surely it's all fake. But none of it is put on. And anyone who's worked in yachting for long enough will know. I've worked on so many boats that are probably more dramatic than the episodes you're watching. And I've always said, I'm like, because before I knew about Below Deck, I was like, man, this should be filmed. There's so much drama going on because every single boat you work on, there's like a love triangle or someone sleeping with someone else's boyfriend. Or, you know, <laughs> you know, this person's a bitch, this person's a bitch. Like, there's so much shit going on because you've got young usually single people sleep deprived in a bubble it's recipe for disaster do on normal charters do the, does the captain sit everybody down and do a tip meeting or do you just get it on this like do they make a production of tip meetings i love the tip meeting part of the show when you when we find out how much tip you guys got is that normal on on yachts it's kind of half 
path and it depends how the boat wants to do it. I've been on a couple of boats where they've done that, but a lot of the time it's like you just you you more have like an interior meeting to go over like what you did well, what you could improve on, and then the captain just calls people one by one to the bridge and gives you an envelope. Okay, got it. Good. Yeah. I love that I'm worried about your money. Are we? Yeah, how's the money? Oh, how is the money the going? Money. Oh, it's just so wonderful, isn't it? Um, so when you, if you watch these back, I, I imagine you don't see what like the deck crew is dealing with mm. sometimes or what they're mm. going through. Have you been surprised at anything that you've seen uh, that you're like, oh, I had no idea it went down like that. We have like Benny and Jamie drama. We have all of this stuff. Did you watch back anything yet this season where you're like, I had no idea that was going on? Oh yeah. Like pretty much all of it. I was so preoccupied with doing my stuff inside I was so busy that almost all of it I'm like I had no idea this was going on like especially um especially the part you know with Jamie where he starts to turn against the captain a bit and he's like he's dangerous don't listen to anything he says (laughs) like I didn't realize that they were kind of butting much. so that was really interesting for me yeah, it was like and Benny's going through his whole like, I mean, it's really yeah. like the psychology of all of this is just fascinating what people are it's going a, through. And it's a really good program to watch to kind of study human humans yeah. and their behavior. Um uh next week, actually, you guys, and I I'm guessing she does, it looks like uh Asia gets left on an island. Uh I according to the preview, I think you get left back or something. I'm, uh- I'm guessing. I'm guessing you're back since you're in a room, but like there's the preview next week yeah. looks really drip gripping. Like I'm like, whoa. Um, <laughs> I know uh, because often, you know, when we're packing up, there's we put so much stuff on the tenders that sometimes the humans can't fit. And so I think I was like, I'll just stay behind and wait. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> is, is anyone going to fetch me? <laughs> um in your normal life, I know you a lot of like a lot of nature things and stuff like that. Do you watch any Bravo? Do you has this ever been on your radar? Do you watch it now? Are you into Housewives? Anything like that? No, not at all. I actually watch nothing. I just I don't really ever watch anything. So I'm the worst Bravo celebrity ever. <laughs> no, it's actually the best Bravo celebrity. Oh wait, are you are you going to go to BravoCon? I hope so. You got to go to BravoCon. Oh my god. To. I mean, that'll your your boyfriend will be asked to take a lot of pictures. That that I maybe know, he's, he should hang back. Maybe. Uh, um, yeah, I don't think I'd bring him with me. I think I'd get a friend to come. <laughs> that's good idea. Good idea. Which, by the way, I do know one of Asia's friends, Maria, who gave me some yeah. fun facts uh, about Asia. Uh, now, you, I, this, I hope this is true because I'm a huge. Uh, I love to eat fresh. I love Subway. I hear you're a big Subway sandwich head, uh, oh, and you. Subway so much. It's my dream to get a Subway sponsorship. If anyone from Subway is listening to this, please. Like I eat it almost every day. And I hear you're a tuna salad fan. You yeah, you get the tuna boy. salad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went oh, through like a whole. I went through like a whole Subway phase for like two years where I was like, get a six inch at lunch, get a six. Inch. I was like, it was obsessive. Oh. It was weird. It was. A, but I, That's not weird. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear you do an amazing rendition of Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know. Oh, if that's... God. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Oh my God, we used to sing that together when we're getting ready and you can tell the windows are trying not to shatter from the trauma. Because <laughs> I was like, hey, give me some, give me some, give me some funny stuff about it. And she's like, okay, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yes, that's what a moment. Um, <laughs> so, okay, uh, as we start winding down here, uh, is this, I mean, do you, like the yachting itself, like I, I imagine you like all the kind of stuff that goes with this. You seem like a people person. You seem like you like to be, I mean, like, is this part of it fun for you? Like after the show, like promoting the show, things like that. Do you like doing things like this? Yes, I love it. Because as you say, I'm a people person. I love talking to people. I love putting myself out there. So all of this stuff that comes afterwards, I just feel like I'm living my dream. So it's really cool. And that, you know, that's why I just have to say a massive thank you to all the fans and everyone that watches, because I wouldn't be living my dreams if it wasn't for them. Do we know if this is coming back for another season? I don't know yet, but I really hope It's so. got, I mean, it's got to, you guys, that's what I'm saying. Like, we got to get everybody on board because yes, Pete, yes. like, <laughs> oh no, she's no, but Peacock, you guys, is doing some amazing stuff. Ultimate Girls Trip second season comes out really soon. But below deck, like I I went to watch it going, ah, oh, this will be like probably kind of on the cheap or whatever. And it's like full blown, you guys. This is a full below deck franchise. And I always say this for all of you ladies with husbands out there, below deck is the franchise that can get guys yeah. into Bravo because it's yeah. either this or summer house, but boats, guys like my buddy Nick will watch Below Deck and he feels cool about it. He won't watch Housewives, but Below Deck, mm -hmm. he's like, he loves you. He loves, he has like his favorite captain. And it's like, get your husbands or boyfriends into this show because it's dope. Um, do you ever get that? A lot of people coming up to you like, my husband watches it. Dude, uh, the most common thing that I get is girls, you know, girlfriends, wives, whatever, coming to me and they're like, well, I started watching it and now my husband watches it way more than I do. He's obsessed with it. Like, and there's something about it that the men end up loving it more than the women do. Yeah, no, I, it really does seem Both. like that way. Both. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, craziest request you've had from a guest, uh, a charter guest so far. I'm so sorry to do this to you, but I get this question all the time and I actually don't know. I've been doing it for so long with so many requests. I just can't single one can out. In my can brain. we can we make up one together? Like maybe yeah, like one, we? yeah, like somebody like got kidnapped or something, or like somebody like yeah. dug for tre like treasure or something. I don't and know. Just uh, got asked to be buried alive for six hours. Yes. Oh my! You had to do that, Ace. That's wild. Yes. That's and they this asked is for breaking news. Sardines to be put in there with them, so they had to live through the smell while they were buried. See, it's a shame the cameras weren't there for this because that sounds amazing. Wow. Okay, you're a little too good at this now. It's like, that's 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 ridiculous now. That's just crazy talk. Um uh you said I was reading in an interview, you said uh, you know this is like a young person's game, you know, like being like, it's like, mm -hmm. do you, what is the shelf life on being on a yacht? Could you do this for the rest of your life? Is this, I mean, I know you love it, but like, how do you ever give yourself like, I could do this for another 10 years. Like, do you think like yeah, that? I would say another 10 years. It is so hard, but obviously it's more manageable now because, you know, if you're just doing, if you're doing it temp, like I do, you know, like I just do some temp gigs, throughout the year 
Um, so then you've got time to recharge between between um, trips and boats that you're working on. But most girls in the industry will only work up until like 30. That's about like the top of when people start to leave. Unless you're Chief Stew, then some people stay till like 35. But you, you'd never meet anyone above like 35 in the industry. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like my grandma's not going to be on there serving no, drinks or anything like that. She, she looks great in know. a bikini that she looks great in a bikini. That's so rude of you to like, uh, um, uh, so, okay, good. We have you for another 10 years. Hopefully we will have you on yeah. Bravo for another 10 years. Um, uh, and then, uh, what is the, are these friends for life? Like, do, is there anybody on this, uh, this crew besides the captain that you'll be like, yeah, I will talk to this person probably for the remainder of my life or so. Do you make lifelong friends on these uh, these ships? Oh my goodness, absolutely. Like perfect example, Hannah and Anastasia, I still talk to all the time. Stas and I are going to do a girls trip in New York in, um, next month. Um, and then Brittini and Toomey, I talk to them like every day. I bloody love those girls. And Benny too, like definitely friends forever. Did you meet Hannah's baby? Yet? Yes, Ava, she's so cute and i finally got to meet josh because i hadn't met him yet and he's yeah. wonderful oh, i love i love the uh it's it's like um like the marvel superhero franchise i like how it spreads out there's like a yes. below deck below deck multiverse of like just like amazing yes. cast of characters um so Asia, thank you so much. This is just, I've wanted to talk to you for years now because you're just one of the most positive lights that always cheers me up. And I know, um, I know a lot of you just cheer a lot of people up just by being you. It's such a gift. And, uh, but I just love that I get to talk to somebody that I genuinely, genuinely like. So uh, congratulations. I hope I get to meet you in person one day. Um, you guys, Peacock, I'm telling you once again, Below Deck Down Under is the place to go. You got to watch it. There's a full season almost on there. Do you know when? Do you know when the season finale is? Like how many episodes of this there are? Because there's like 15 out already. Mm, no, I actually don't. Sorry, I should know that. And I know you probably don't know this either, but you guys got to do a reunion. I hope you do a reunion. Oh, I hope. I love we, it. I don't know that either, but I hope we do too. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And uh, can you say? Uh, can you say uh, uh, the, the Chief Stew Now Bitches line just for me, just for oh, my yeah. personal? So that's Aisha Scott from Below Deck Down Under, and I'm the Chief Stew Now Bitches. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Aisha. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me, and I like you too. Aisha likes me too, folks. You've heard it right there. That is that's going to hold up in court someday. <laughs> she likes me too. Uh, you guys are going to break to commercial real quick. We'll be back on the other side with pop culture stories. Now, folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. Summer, and I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. 
So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Is my favorite time of the show where I get to talk about the fine people that are sponsoring the show this week. And we have a new one. Uh, it is our friends at ZocDoc. That is Z-O-C-D-O-C. Now, this is an amazing company. It's an app, actually. Um, you know how I talk about uh, I talk about mental health a lot. I talk about trying to find doctors a lot. Uh, remember when I went to Nashville last year and got strep throat and then got thrush? And I was like in a panic trying to find a doctor because, you know, me completely disorganized. Um, ZocDoc is somebody that would have helped me and will help me from here on out. Finding a doctor is so personal and now it has become almost scary and you build it up so much in your mind because it is, how do you cut through all the noise? Well, ZocDoc, with ZocDoc, you can. It is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Um, Nobody knows what you're looking for better than you, but you do need help, and that is where ZocDoc comes in. Um, Also, one of the most important things is who actually takes your insurance. So with ZocDoc, you can focus on doctors who are in network that put you on the path to see the doctors who are right for you. So no more wasting your time hunting down like, you know, your, your aunt, Shirley's cash only chiropractor or your dentist, your coworker recommended who's out of your network. Now nah, you don't need any of that. You can find all of this right on your app. And in fact, I just downloaded the app um, right before I did this because I wanted to check out everything and it took all of one minute. Like, I think it was less than one minute. I was like, oh my God, it's always weird when you're like, oh, of course there is a company out there to cut through all the noise and to help us with these things that I am legitimately scared of. I love that there is this app. The thing that they also highlight that I love is the patient reviewed part is that you can read up what other verified patients say. These are real humans and how their visits went. So you can actually properly be educated about what you're walking into. So when you walk into that doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. So go to ZocDoc.com, that's Z-O-C-D-O-C, choose a time slot and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit. And just like that, you're booked. Find the doctor that is right for you. Get this, every month millions of people use ZocDoc and I am now one of them. It is gonna be my go-to whenever I need to find and book a doctor and I will prove it to you this week because I will be scheduling my first appointment through ZocDoc. Uh, So in the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. With ZocDoc, you can get your docs in a row. Ah, docs, docs, get it? Uh, So go to ZocDoc.com slash SoBad, S-O-B-A-D, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash SoBad. ZocDoc.com slash so bad. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. You guys just go check it out. Put my code in there and just go check it. You don't have to do it. Just do, just check it out. Let's get healthy together, please. Uh, finally, it is our friends are back from tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card. 
With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splendid Spoon, you you guys, I've been talking about Splendid Spoon a lot. I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram video. If you haven't, I'll send it. It's gripping. I should win some kind of Emmy for it. Um, but uh, <laughs> this is like this. We're getting into the summer, right? We're getting into the time that you do not want to spend time trying to like cook, trying to clean the cooking, all of that stuff. You want things ready to go and that are good for you. And that is where our friends from Splendid Spoon come in. Um, because listen, like I, I want to go to as many concerts as I can to can go to this summer. You need if you're gonna have like any kind of if you're gonna you gotta you gotta get your belly full before you go out into the world. Yeah, I said it. Get your belly full, and Splendid Spoon is gonna do that for you. Uh, you can make more time to enjoy this summer and feel great with plant-based meals that require no prep time. They send delicious plant-based ready-to-eat meals and snacks right to your door. I completely recommend Splendid Spoon. Like truly, I love their shots, their shakes. Uh, it truly is like you guys know, not a mental giant here. I pop off the lid, you put it in the microwave, you do like two and a half minutes. Sometimes I'll do 240 just to be like a crazy man. And you have really good food. Um, so Splendid Spoon meals are shipped right to your door, ready to eat. You'll only lift a finger to press start on your microwave. This is true. Also, I will not lie to you. You're going to have to take the meals out of the box that they send you. That's not done for you. You got to put them into your fridge. Uh, so if it's in any schedule, and there's a meal plan for everyone. And this is exciting. Every meal plan is customizable. So you can get what you want every time. Every single meal, like I said earlier, 100% plant-based, gluten-free, GMO-free, always made with plenty of vegetables, legumes, healthy fats, whole grains, and spices from all over the world. Uh, you can enjoy a fresh take on classic dishes like their fan favorite vegan meatballs and marinara noodles. Or take your taste buds on a journey with exciting dishes like cauliflower tikka soup. Does anybody want to take a journey on with their taste buds with me? Like, hey, would you guys like to go take a <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be taking a taste bud journey soon. Uh, they got plenty of smoothies, grain bowls, soup bowls, noodle bowls for you to discover. And with over 50 choices and a constant rotating menu, there's always new dishes to try. Plus, eating plant-based food can come with a wealth of benefits like improved action energy, sleep, digestion, and complexion. That's all awesome just by something that you don't even have to spend time making. So eat well and enjoy more of your summer with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and save on the entire week of ready-made plant-based meals. So this is what you do. You go to splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad. Just type in that address. You don't have to get it. Type it in. See for yourself. Also, you can save $50 off your first box when you subscribe. That's $50 off at splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And now you guys back for the remainder of our show. And we're back. Actually, I need Splendid Spoon right now. I am. I am. I didn't eat anything today, did I? Wow. Okay, cool. No, that's good. Right. Did I? 
I love that you were like, hey, guys, did I eat anything today? Um, let's do some pop culture stories because there is a lot going on already. Now, I, I want to talk more about this on Friday when I do the Beverly Hills recap. But I want you guys to know I am aware. I have been seeing some of your messages about the Sutton situation. I'll say, I'll say, I, I might have slipped up. I, I might have said something stupid. Well, so what I'm referring to, you guys, is there's a TikTok which, by the way, can you even take me seriously when I say there's a TikTok, which by, oh, God, all oh, this is somebody called me homely, home, homely, basic and boring today on TikTok, which I was like, that's kind of I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, I, it's kind of iconic. Like, I don't think I'm like, like, home, like, because it was like um, it was it was like a uh, Erica Stan. And I was like standing up for Sutton in like a TikTok video. And this person was like, you're just then. It's good to know that Sutton's fans are just like her, homely, basic, and boring. And I was like, that's a pretty good sentence all the way around. But of course, it's always frustrating because the people that leave these comments, they never usually have their actual picture up. And at this point, I'm done arguing if I'm good looking or not. I I I to- I am homely. I'm good with I'm I think I'm I'm good with I'm like on the up. And by the way, homely, I'm at the top scale of homely. I'm like home I'm passable. Like but uh, I don't know. I don't think it's like the own that these people want. It's like you can also I always think social media is interesting because you can just like you can just say, oh, this person doesn't have the same opinion as me. Well, that sucks. And you can either choose to put your opinion out on social media or start a podcast like we all do, or you can just shut up, you know, like, but the fact that people want, <laughs> people like to like get somebody's per like personal involved. And it's like, I'm so sorry. I don't like your favorite. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. It must hurt you that I don't like the character that you like. Let's cry about this. I find that that so weird. And I can understand it because I take things personal and I get personal, but I do think like, I've never, I've never come at anybody online and been like, oh, well, also you're fat. <laughs> you know, like I just don't, I mean, I don't even know what that point would be. I, it's so silly to me. And I'm like, come on, like make some points. Don't just go to like the base level bullshit. And you're just praying that it's some sixth grader on their phone, you know? Uh, but you know, it's like some adults and that's like, what's always like the saddest part for me. Cause you're like, Oh, if this was like a sixth grader, then you're like, hell yeah, man. Like, yeah, you're learning freedom of expression. But then when you realize it's like somebody in their thirties or forties, you get really bummed. Cause you're like, man, just, if you like somebody, tell us why you like them. Like, tell us why, or make a video of why you like them. Put something into the world about your opinion, not just trying to tear down somebody else. I find that so, it's not even, I don't know if it even hurts as as much as it used to anymore. It's just that it just bland to me. It's like, you can do better than that. Do better than that. Like you can make somebody feel like an idiot by just making points. Like you can shut me up. If you make a bunch of points about why Erica is amazing. And to this day, nobody's truly has done that. Like everybody's like, well, I just think she's fierce. I'm like, okay, cool. She's fierce. How's she fierce? She's fierce. Okay, she spent all that money. That's fierce. Like, she said, what a large lifestyle. That's fierce. Like, what? What? what is, wait, wait, why? Why? What are we, like, what are we, you can also just say, like, you know what? I know it's crazy. I just like her. I, just, I don't even know why. I just like her. To me, that's even valid. Um, Let's see here. Uh, sorry, I just really went off. Oh, uh, I cannot wait to watch this. There, there's a Jennifer Lopez documentary that just premiered today on Netflix called Halftime. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It is a, it's a, I shit you not, a documentary. I think it's in black and white, actually, a documentary about 
the creation and the execution of her Super Bowl performance. Now, I told you a couple weeks ago, I don't even remember her Super Bowl performance, and they made a documentary about it. And you know when I hear that, I'm like, I'm in. I'm fully in. If I get to watch an hour and a half documentary of somebody going, the people need this. The people need my Super Bowl halftime show. I think that's always one of the silliest when, like, celebrities get, like, fully, like, like, no, they need this. Like, that to me, there is nothing funnier. And I don't, I like J-Lo, you know? Like, so I'm totally down to watch this. I hear Ben Affleck makes an appearance. Um, I hear, so I'm, like, completely down for a J-Lo documentary. I just think it's funny centered around a performance that I don't really recall. And I pay attention to it. Like, I don't pay attention to sports, but I always watch the Super Bowl halftime show. I'm not like void of like, I'm not, I don't have a hard and fast rule of like, nope, no sports, fuck it. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Also, if you guys have not been watching, welcome to Plathville on TLC. It is a show that I believe it's now in its third season. And I just adore this show. I've talked about it many times on there, but watch it. They're having a really interesting weird season where the the mom and the dad i think they're about to split up and this is like a super religious family that kind of raised the whole family away from society in a little bit of a way you know like they didn't they didn't have access to phones internet all this stuff and now this whole family is crumbling which is so sad for them but the fact that you know but then it's kind of like oh well it's a win for us because we like mess but then the other thing is i keep getting into this more you're like what what would possess a family to go on here knowing that this kind of shit happens and you're like well you might have a low grade level of success and fame by tlc standards but you're gonna lose your family in the process who's like yeah sign me up that sounds amazing wow where do i where do i sign let let me lose everything that i've built up over these last 25 years for a little slice of tlc fame which is like and i fucking love plathville but it's like it's not Compared to like 90 Day Fiance and like even Seeking Sister Wives, it's not like one of it's not like the highest rated show on TLC. Like 90 Day Fiance, that that bunch of messes is the highest rated on TLC. I always just wonder that like how desperate we are for fame that we are willing to let our lives fall apart in front of the cameras. And you know, we all know, it's really interesting when we start to see that stuff happen, right? Like, it's like, you, it, it almost just brings you in. You're like, oh, shit. Remember that season with Jax cheating on Faith and the Britney stuff? Like, you know, it's we, you're like, holy shit, this is real. And you're kind of looking around to nobody in the room because nobody's watching it with you going like, this is fucking real. Holy shit. Why? What would ever What would I to my dot? Like, this will be probably like my last couple of sentences on this earth on my deathbed. Why did Jax do that? If he knew he was on a TV show, why did he cheat? Uh, why did he have sex in a room with an hundred year old lady? Why? You know, like there's so many questions that run through my mind. And we'll never have the answers for him, folks. But yeah, welcome to Plathville. Huge recommendation on that. I truly love that show. Uh, let's get into some news here. Uh, I'll start off. We talked about Call Her Daddy, um, that podcast, which is on Spotify exclusively. Uh, Alexandra Cooper, the, uh, you know, the, the, I was like the podcast leader, the host, she got a 60 million three-year deal from Spotify. I mean, just all of a sudden, imagine going from having like good, good money to like, fuck you money. Like to me, like, so 
I was really harsh on her on Monday, and I still have a lot of those same feelings. But I do want to say anybody that gets into this game and anybody that has the success, I'm not saying completely talentless, um, but sometimes I don't agree with the methods that she uses with, you know, interviewing like Jamie Lynn Spears and stuff. Like I, I keep, I ask myself like that, like, would you interview Jamie Lynn Spears? And I don't think I would. Like, I don't know. Like, I know... I don't know. I go back and forth with myself on things like that. And believe me, that's not been offered to me, but it's one of those things. I'm just like, I don't know. Cause you know, you're, you're going by that old kind of adage of being, you know, it doesn't matter how you're being talked about as long as you're being talked about. And, uh, so she, you guys put out a clip, her Spencer Pratt, our buddy, friend of the show, Spencer, um, (laughs) Spencer is on call her daddy this week and they released this teaser where Spencer's doing his whole praying, like, let's make sure this podcast is amazing. And then they do a little couple questions. And then Alexandra hits um, him with the question, what does it feel like to know that you'll never be as relevant as that when you were on the hills again? And Spencer goes, fuck you, fuck this podcast, fuck that. I'm out, I'm out, and walks off. And being a Spencer fan... And by the way, guys, being a fan of somebody, let's also clear this up, doesn't mean that you agree with everything that they've ever done. doesn't mean that you co-sign on how they've treated everyone. No, it means I'm a fan of what he did on the Hills. I'm a fan of the fake paparazzi photos that him and uh, his lovely wife, Heidi, sold and they're pregnant again. Like, I'm a fan. And also, I love his takes on pop culture. This guy really invests in how media circuses work. So I saw this and I was like, holy shit, this, she baited him. She baited him for clicks, for downloads. She baited him. I was pissed. And then I thought a little bit more about it. And I was texting with Medita and Sandra. And I was like, um, you know what? I bet. I bet it's because I was like, she did that in hopes of him, you know, freaking out like that. But you know what? I even think deeper than that. I think this is all a setup. I think that it, I think this is, I'll prove to you that I can drive clicks by doing this. So I think it's a false stunt. And I believe in the interview, you will even hear that it's a false stunt. I believe this is completely set up. He'll be like, let's do it now. You use it in a clip. I'll, you know, like I bet this is all staged. We'll find out. But I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And I was, texting once again with Sandra and Medita about this because I sometimes get frustrated because what drives clicks and downloads is drama, right? It drives it. People are love. People love mess. I love mess. You love mess. We love mess. And there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes it gets frustrating if you're trying to, I feel like sometimes it's like the easy route to go. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I could start like, what do I need to do? Do I need to start a podcasting war? Do I need to do something horrible and awful and stuff just to get my name out there a little bit more? And I'm doing good. Like I'm doing, but I'm like, what, how do I get to that next level? How do I get, I need to, it needs to be sexier. It needs to be, I need to create drama. I, there needs to be feuds on this show. I need to have a feud. And, you know, it's like, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? I was like, I'm half joking. But the point is, the truth is that it's what seems to move the needle these days, you know, whether it be having a strong opinion about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, whether it be that, you know, but sometimes like 
I run a basically a nice show. I'll be very honest about my opinions about reality stars. But if somebody comes on as a guest, I'm always going to treat that guest with respect because they chose to show up when they didn't have to and and talk with us. And that's really cool because they don't get paid for that. They don't get paid. And you could argue, well, you know, they, they get to promote their product and sure. But come on. It's, it's more than that. And I, I respect that. But sometimes I'm like, maybe I shouldn't respect it as much. Maybe like, uh, what if I create, like, I was just like, oh, what, what could I do? What could I, what could, rumors could I put out there about me? Like what? Like, that's what the bad boy of podcasting is all about. You guys, bad boy of podcast. That's what I truly need to step into my power. I need to be the bad boy of podcasting. And listen, I thought the bad boy of podcasting was things like, oh my God, I, I fell asleep. Uh, right before I was getting ready for bed, I fell asleep, forgot to brush my teeth, woke up at three in the morning, then brushed my teeth. Bad boy. That is a bad, you're, you're going to tell me that's not a bad boy. That is a bad boy to the T. Somebody that forgets to brush their teeth and just falls asleep. And of course then wakes up and corrects it. But you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't fucking floss yesterday. Bad boy, bad boy. That's who you're dealing with right now. Does that, does this help? Do you feel more, do you, this is dangerous. You are walking on the wild side. You do not know what I will do or what I won't do. I shit you not guys. And I have a picture to prove it. I drove on a tank that it, the gas light was on. Guess, guess what it said I had in my tank when I pulled up to the gas station. And I have a picture to prove this. Are you guys ready to get excited? Like this is gonna, you're gonna, I'm such a bad boy. One. One mile was left on it. What was I even thinking? Like, what was I, what, if it broke down in Los Angeles, what was I even thinking, man? But that's how I live. I live on the edge. I don't live like there's a tomorrow. I live right on that edge at all times. But truthfully on that one, I was actually truly scared. And I was like cursing myself. I was like, what the fuck at this? Like, what? You're too old to still be having like a gaslight. Like you should have stopped earlier. Like you should have seen like the verbal lashing I was giving to myself. I was like white knuckle driving. I was like, oh my God, let's get to that gas station. And I, oh man. But I will tell you, I never felt more alive. I'm not saying you guys should try it because you're pussies. But I'm just saying when I did it, I felt awesome. I, uh, it really felt like surviving a plane crash. Uh, I imagine I've never done one yet. Um, <laughs> but, uh, let's see if we'll, we'll check back in about this when, uh, Call Our Daddy's released. But I do think, cause Spencer is really good at stuff like that. He's known for that. And I think this would be a perfect example of, of that actually working and haha. Um, on to Johnny Depp, Amber Heard news, Amber Heard. Man, she did that interview with NBC that they kind of keep putting out in little parts with Savannah Guthrie. And, you know, this, I don't know. Like, I just, man, I, I hope that she got a lot of money for this because I feel like it was like maybe for the time being, keep low, keep a low profile, hope there was money involved because that's the only reason I think this would make sense. Because she's just like, yeah, I spoke my truth to power. And she was like bringing like Greek philosophy into it. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're losing everybody again. If this is a social media war, if this war is fought in uh, the public's minds and consciousness, you're losing once again. And listen, I've tried to be really like I, I, I understand how important this is for women to be believed in their stories. But I just think it, she's like, I understood the jury. I understood they made the decision. He's a wonderful actor. And yeah, he's a wonderful actor. And also, I I, I just it, it was a lot. So anyways, the, it was reported by Just Jared. I've God, man, Just Jared. I, I remember he's been around for so long. But anyway, he supposedly had an exclusive saying that Amber Heard today was officially cut out of Aquaman 2. 
which is just so silly. It's like Aquaman 2. Okay, it's a comic book movie, but Aquaman 2 supposedly has 10 minutes in it. Supposedly she is being cut out completely and they're recasting. So she said, they said just Jared said this was confirmed by a source, did not reveal the source. And then Amber's team immediately came on and said, this isn't true. This hasn't happened. So once again, we're left in that I do not know what to f- the fuck to believe. And I don't want to misreport things and all of that stuff. So guys, I do not know as always. It's like it's a big not know because, listen, this could have happened and Amber's team could be saving face by saying, no, it didn't happen because, you know, just trying to say that or it really didn't happen and she's not cut from the movie. But I do want to point out again, and I said this on uh, one of the Sophie shows a couple weeks ago, if they're going to do that, they need to get Ezra uh, Miller uh, out of that they play the flash in the new flash movie and the flash is another superhero character that's going to be in a lot of other films that you know flash is going to come cameo in other superhero films for warner brothers and ezra has a lot of issues like a, there's a different issue each day it seems like with them and i, I don't know I, I just find like if you're going to start cutting people like that you're gonna have to cut ezra as well because I just don't see why you would do this one thing, but not that one thing when Ezra is like, they can't even find Ezra right now to deliver a summons uh, for a complaint against them. So uh, it's just so wild, right? You guys, ah, oh my God, you guys breaking 90 day fiance news. I know we don't talk about it a lot here, but uh, uh, a swelu. I am also Hi, I am Asuelu and Kalani have reportedly split. Asuelu reveals he's single on social media. Wow. I am ready to, I'm single and ready to mingle. I am Asuelu. Asuelu sounds a lot like my Diana Jenkins. I'm learning to get better at all my voices. And Asuelu, if you guys watch 90 Day Fiance, Asuelu's mom was like, give me money, please. I need money. Always begging for money. I need money. So that's sorry. I guess Camelot has fallen, Asuelu and Kalani. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is just – I don't believe anything anymore. I'm like, is this just for the show? Are they secretly together? I think constantly I'm just being lied to all the time now. It's like I guess I'm kind of okay with it, but it's just a bummer. Uh, Britney Spears, you guys. Britney is back. Britney <laughs> – First off, Britney fires her security team after her ex-husband crashes the wedding TMZ reports, and good for her. Like I said, the fact that this guy even made it close to the property and you're one of the biggest stars in the world, F that. So that is good. Fire that team. Uh, Now, Britney took to Instagram. uh, Today is Tuesday, a couple hours ago, and she had some choice words uh, for her brother and uh, a lot of different, I, you guys got to, I'm going to read this to you. This is kind of like a bit of a monologue, uh, but that's how Brittany, Brittany kind of writes and just kind of free, free thinking, just kind of out there. A lot of emojis. Um, so it, it says, I got my happy on y'all. And then a smiley face with a cowboy hat. Happy, happy, happy. My friend watched the video of the party. I think she's referring to her wedding party. And to be exact, Madonna fell three times. Not surprising. Selena Gomez fell two times. And I fell once, all because of the rose petals. More emojis. I'm surprised I didn't fall every five minutes. And no, I didn't drink one sip of alcohol. Emoji. I can't drink a lot. 
True story. The 13 years of being in the conservatorship, I was drug tested at least three times a week. Emoji. I don't even really like alcohol. Meanwhile, I heard that my dad would go to bars every night and my brother had his shrimp, shrimp emoji, salad with a Jack and Coke every night in Vegas after my show and even sometimes before. He would never even let me have a sip. You let your five-year-old daughter put her hand in her mother's wine and be silly, yet when I just get off the stage for the third time that week and my little feet have been in heels, I walk to the only table in my suite and you tell me no? My question is why? Let's talk about it. Is it the powerful feeling dad got my whole life in literally... And literally making me feel like absolutely nothing? I'm sorry, but cops are kind of the exact same way. Just because they wear a star on their shirt every day, they think that gives them the opportunity to bully people. End of that story. So I was excited when I went to Vegas last month. I'm such a badass. Not. But I actually could drink a lot when I was younger. My girlfriend and I could hold two bottles of champagne by ourselves at her beach house. Then go to dinner that night and I would end up taking care of everybody at night. So in Vegas, I was ready to have my first vodka and Sprite. No lie. I literally drank half the cup and suddenly my stomach went into a knot. So my friend finished the drink at the restaurant. I was like, ouch, 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 ouch. My stomach felt like a freaking brick. To make a long story short, I basically couldn't leave my room for two days because it upset my stomach. Okay, so I'm older and more sensitive now, and yes, I'm a little bitter because I used to be able to have fun when I would drink, but now I either get too sick or I go straight to sleep. It's pretty funny, my family doing what they did to me with drug testing me that whole time, and yet I can't stand most alcohol. Nope, I'm not cool. I wish I could play that bad girl my family wants me to play, but honestly, I'm too old for this shit. And Brian, Brian's her brother, your podcast interview was so special. Uh, uh, rolling eyes emoji. I know you and the family had no bad intentions at all whatsoever taking all those years away when I wanted to honestly just be a respected individual with a glass of red wine. But like you said in your interview, Brian, when asked by that incredibly kind man, why doesn't your family just let her be? Your response was, she can't even make a dinner reservation. None of you ever wanted it to end because you all love telling me what to do and treating me like absolutely nothing. What you said right there to that man in that interview said everything, Brian. You were never invited to my wedding, so why even respond? Do you honestly think I want my brother there who told me no to a Jack and Coke for four years? What? If we were going to drink together at the wedding and play the classy roles for the children like you and mom do as you people literally hid coffee and alcohol when I would come home, you hurt me and you know it. And I might force myself to drink Jack tonight, look up at the moon and say, fuck you. P-S-S-S-S-S. I have an assistant to make my dinner reservations. Did you not know? I know you're my blood and yes, blood runs deep and no family of mine would do that. You guys did to me. Psst. I liked your post, brother. Happy Brit Dependence Day. Congratulations, Brit Brit. Go fuck yourself, Brian. Fuck you. Middle finger emoji. Wow. All that rage, all that hatred. But listen, it makes sense to me. Like, it's 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 run on and it goes in a lot of different directions. But, like, that makes complete sense to me. Dude, 13 years of being told what to eat, what to drink, what to all of this stuff, where these people are out there living free lives. And, God, like I've always said, Brittany has issues. Who amongst us doesn't? And sure, hers probably are a little pronounced and they couldn't have been made better by the last 13 years. And there is a lot of rage there. There's a lot of rage there. So I was curious, though, because I thought Brian had went to the wedding and now it turns out he did not. Her brother. So good. That actually kind of I was like, oh, good. She's not because I was like, why would you ever invite any of your family after everything that you had been through? 
Uh, moving on, this is actually exciting. Ariana Maddox, our friend, um, and just, uh, I really love Ariana, and I can tell you personally, un- you know, unfortunately, she's one of the people that I do know away from the show. I, I say unfortunately just because sometimes it does cloud your opinion of people, but I will tell you, uh, what I know her from away from the show is she's just a really kind of awesome individual. And she has, she's getting her own podcast earth to Ariana on dear media and that dear media knows how to do it. They got Sheena's podcast. They got Katie's podcast. I know Ariana is worried about this, but I think she's going to knock it out of the park. And it's just so funny. I know. I just think she is somebody really to support. She's a, she's a good egg and God, God, I really, as I get older, I'm really leaning into saying shit like good egg. And I usually like, I don't know. It's like you get to a certain edge. You're like, yeah, I'll say shit like good egg. You're a good egg. Like, you know, like where does that come from? Why am I doing that? I could just say she's awesome. Ah, anyways, uh, earth to Ariana. You can go listen to the preview on all podcasting apps and subscribe. I think, you know, listen, and I don't, people are like, why promote other podcasts or something like that? But listen, there's room for everybody in this, including you. I'm sure everybody listening will have a podcast one day, but we got to support the people that put the work in. We got to support people that are good people. And I think, I think she's going to do all of that. And I'm really, really excited to personally listen to it. Um, okay. More news. Uh, Joker and Lady Gaga. We did that yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Jax, listen, like, Sometimes Jax is like low hanging fruit and he's not even on the reality show anymore. So sometimes blocked by Jax on Instagram always makes me laugh because blocked by Jax has been going hard on Jax this last week because of some of these things that I'm about to write and rightfully so, but it's just so funny because he's not even on this show. But if you keep saying stupid shit, people are going to like, you know, I think that's another thing we were talking about that. Welcome to Plathville thing a second ago. It's like, once you put yourself out there in this sort of way, people don't forget people don't forget, you know, it's like people don't believe you. So when you then do kind of weird bullshit, people call you on it immediately. So in his uh, Instagram, I guess he didn't ask me a question and somebody said, consider writing a book question mark, smiley face. Cause remember he said he was writing a children's book like a year and a half ago or something. And like, dude, listen, I'm no brainiac, but like, I think I've written three children's books as I've talked to you guys today, just in my head, I've written three, like Bobby goes to play ball. Bobby likes to play ball. He checks in with his mom to get his glove and his mom's like, Oh no, it's raining outside. And Bobby's like, should I be able to play baseball? that whatever the sport is, I just said, and it's like, well, if you can put the raincoat on, you can play. So Bobby puts on the raincoat, then runs out to meet his friends. But when he runs there, he realizes that he sees a lost dog. He's like, who are you lost dog? I'm Bobby. I'm going to go play baseball. And the dog's like, can I go with you, Bobby? I'm lost. Of course you can. And then after the game, we're going to find your home that's just all from the top of my head, folks like that literally just created that in the second. So you're not going to tell me that is an amazing children's book. I like, there's some notes that we give it. Sure. But like the bones are there structures there. So anyways, he goes, I wrote a children's book that will be out soon. It's a father's letter to his son. This book should have been out a year ago, man. Like, and also if really, if this was a children, like it should have been out for father's day, which I believe is this Sunday. Like, come on. Like does Spencer Pratt need to take over your social media as well? I don't know. I just been hearing bullshit. It's just, I just never believe anything Jack says, but this is, I, I will, I cannot wait 
and I'll say this, I will buy a copy of Jax's children's book and I will read it live. I will read it on air. I will do, I mean, cause I've got, I want to, I want to read it and maybe, you know, it's going to be like, and also do you have a ghostwriter for a children's book? Like, I wonder if he has a ghostwriter or this literally has come from Jax. Uh, what do you, what do you talk about in it? Do you like, son, don't treat women like I used to like cheating. That's a big word, son. Where did you hear that? Anywho, I've never cheated before. I love you, Jax. Um, so, uh, wait, wait, I don't need, see somebody sent me the Reddit link for this. And it says, uh, this is how much I don't know Reddit. This post has been flared as being about one of the fired cast members. Any comments attempting to dismiss the reason for their firing? Oh, firing and any racist or homophobic comments are against sub rules. Please report these comments if you see them. Uh, I don't even know what any of that means, but it sounds really gripping. Uh, one person comments, you know, he used his burner account to ask himself that question. <laughs> And somebody wrote, you don't even need a burner account. You can just type in a question. Um, and then the person goes, he definitely thought he needed a burner account, which is hysterical. Um, somebody writes, this has to be true because everyone knows Jax could in no way write a book. Even with the help of a ghostwriter, I don't think he would be able to follow through. It is true. Children's book seems to be the way to go if you like uh like if you're light on responsibility, you don't like heavy lifting. Children's books, I would imagine. It, or it's the way to go, you know? In fact, I wonder if he talked his own son into writing his own children's book. He's like, hey, hey, no, listen, this is the plot. This is what I want you to go with. It's like, I love you, okay? But, like, I'm writing a letter to you. What do you want to be in that letter, son? And then I think it was just, like, put a recorder on that kid. Um, Yeah, people are really going after him. But it's, like, one of those weird things with Jax. I always make fun of him, but it's like he's not even on the show, so I feel like... How much more can we talk about this dude? But it, if he keeps doing stuff like this, I guess I guess we can talk about him a lot. It's just I would almost rather this be on the show. Um, also, uh, Jax and uh, Jax and Brittany, I believe, are in Lexington, Kentucky, um, and he already uh, tagged Hooters of Lexington, where Brittany worked. And said, hey, we are coming in hot. Me and Brittany are coming in hot. This guy loves to get free Hooters. He loves to get free anything, but free Hooters food especially. I remember him like bragging about the free gift cards he got from Hooters. And he was like a Hooters like special member, which I always never think that's a good thing when you're like, I'm a VIP at Hooters. Yeah, like you're like, oh, cool. Like, like you know, you like you kind of keep certain things. I think to yourself, you know, like if you're a VIP at a strip club, I don't know who you would like. Maybe you would brag about it with your boys. I don't know who you brag about that with. They're like, oh, creepy. You're okay. So you spent a lot of money there. That's weird. Cool. Okay. Oh, nice. Like what? Do you, you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm a VIP at the Never Have Sex Club. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh. And they were already, and this is the other thing, I'm trying to find it right now, but uh, Jax was already bitching about going to Kentucky. Like, they had gone into Kentucky and he was already complaining on Twitter. He's like, this is miserable so far. And it's just funny. It just feels like wherever Jax is, there's misery. Because he always complains about Los Angeles and the prices and all of that stuff. Uh, but I just thought that was... Uh, Little Jax update. You all, I guess you do. I'm, I'm going to leave myself alone. You do need to always check in with Jax just to keep an eye, keep an eye on what's going. But here's your thought. Like, listen, Stassi needs to stay off the show, right? You know, Dodie, stay off the show. 
Jax, what do we, I mean, can we get, uh, no, I, no, we couldn't, but sometimes you're just like, damn it, man. <sighs> part of me, part of me would want to see the mess. I, I want to see it with my own eyes. You know, I want to see how he treats his own son. I don't want to read a children's book. I want to see it with my own eyes. And I guess that'll be the burden of my existence. You guys see this, um, Jay-Z, you guys took Blue Ivy to a uh, NBA Finals game on Monday night in San Francisco. And Blue Ivy has got the most beautiful curly hair that looks like her mom's back in the day. She was wearing these like hoop earrings. She was wearing some makeup. Looks beautiful. And I'm so old. She's growing up right before my eyes. Like some of your kids, I feel like that too. When I look at you guys on Instagram or something, I'm like, I, when I can start recognizing your kids growing and I'm like, damn, what is happening with time? Like Blue Ivy's going to be a young lady soon. I feel like I, you know, it's like I've missed out on so much of her youth. I should have done less podcasting and more paying attention to Blue Ivy, but it was so cute because they were on the Jumbotron too. And Jay-Z like gave her a kiss and you could tell she was all embarrassed of her dad. Imagine being embarrassed by Jay-Z. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I did, it just goes to show you, we are not cool. To, like, everybody's a dork to somebody. Everybody's a nerd to somebody. And it's almost like that's what makes life kind of, like, balance out and fair in a way. Is that I kind of like that. I kind of like that even Jay-Z can be considered an idiot. <laughs> you know? Uh, once again, remember the uh, the slogan of the summer, getting stuff done is cool, folks. Getting stuff done is cool. Uh, also, I want to let you know that Girls Trip Season 2 is coming out on Peacock, uh, I believe on the 23rd, the same day as the premiere of Southern Charm. So there's going to be great shows to talk about week after week. I'm really excited about that. Uh, it feels like a little lonely right now on Bravo because, you know, what did we, we had Jersey End, we had OC End, uh, we still have Beverly Hills. I don't know. Oh, I, this is what I wanted to talk about. Salt Lake City, prepare yourselves. It looks like we've got a feud and a possible defection from bad weather. Bad weather, of course, being Heather Gay and Whitney. Um, supposedly now Whitney is posting photos with Lisa Barlow all over the place. Lisa Barlow and Whitney are now friends, you guys. This is huge. So this was, uh, we, we've been noticing this on social media for a hot minute, but this, like Lisa Barlow the other night, uh, tweeted, this is great. Lisa Barlow tweeted, stop being a miserable fuck. It's really not attractive. Really solid tweet there, Lisa. Nobody, she didn't have any other things, what that was about, but you gotta assume it's about Salt Lake drama because they're filming. So then Heather Gay puts in her Instagram stories. Um, she puts miserable fucks, uh, like, and it's like the, a shot of Miss Piggy's legs and heels. I don't know if I necessarily understand the comeback here, but she tags Jen Shaw, Meredith, and a new cast member, Angie, who we've met before. So here is my guess. We have now got battle lines drawn. We've got Lisa Barlow and Whitney in one corner, and we have Heather Gay, Jen Shaw, Meredith Marks, and Angie in another corner. What do we think? Who Whose team are we on? Listen, Heather Gay unfollowed me on Instagram. I've said this many times that we had a lovely conversation. So I don't think I can be Team Heather anymore. Um, I, and also, we you always got to be careful of buying into your own bullshit, of buying into fans pumping you up. Because sometimes it's just not, it's not healthy and you get like a big head and you start doing weird things and thinking you're cool as shit. 
I'm not saying that's what happened here, but if you still to this day want to go down with the Jen Shaw ship, I think that is just wild to me. Like to like Jen Shaw, once again, really lucked out by being on Salt Lake than the fact that nobody would call her on her bullshit. So she's skated by. Meredith Marks didn't come up as like a pillar of stability this past season. So now we got Lisa Barlow and Whitney. And I'm very curious to see how all of this shakes down. But of course, in my head, I'm like, is this another fucking lie? Or am I being lied to? Is this all set up for the show? which I cannot, I just can't think that, you guys. And finally, I could talk to you guys all day, but I'll save some news stories for the next day and the next day. Uh, this is just a fun one because I'm just, I'm so confused what's going on. But have you guys noticed, what is the deal with female stars, a lot of pop singers, being into ghost hunting? What What is the deal? So this is... This is from June 7th. Last week, there was this this article that came out in Variety saying, Kristen Stewart announces open casting call for super gay ghost hunting reality series. Wow. What a headline first. Just what I mean, just right out of the gate, you're like, I'm in. I am in for a super gay ghost hunting reality series. But then I was like, haven't, didn't we already have like a super gay ghost hunting reality series, which we'll get to in a second. Cause I was like, where, what, this sounds way too familiar. I felt like I was having deja vu over and over again. So this is the press release for it. Kristen Stewart has opened the gates for her paranormal reality series, calling on ghost hunters and mediums to audition for the upcoming production. <laughs> Quote, I am scarily excited to announce that I'm teaming up with Scout, the producers of Queer Eye, Legendary, and The Hype on the most gayest, most funnest, most titillating queer ghost hunting show ever. A sunglasses sporting Stewart says in a video shared by her hairstylist and friend CJ Romero on Instagram Monday afternoon. Quote, we need to find the most incredible LGBTQ plus ghost hunters, paranormal specialists, medium psychics, investigators who will lead the pack on this super gay ghost hunting adventure. First off, listen, I'm all for a super gay ghost hunt. You know that about me. I'm like, yes. But also, <laughs> do we risk leaving out? Like, listen, I, I guess you could argue straight ghost hunters have have had the run of the place for straight. <laughs> It's always been a straight ghost hunter's world. <laughs> but now, now, you know, we got we to gotta represent for the gay ghost hunters. Listen, I'm all for representation ever. I just think it's hysterical that we're doing it through ghost hunting. Like, that's, I just keep going, like, is this, is this real? Like, we got, like, yeah, I'm tired of, of gay ghost hunters not getting the same attention as straight ghost hunters. Um, I truly do. I will watch this. But then I was like, I've seen this before. What have I seen this before? And then I realized Demi Lovato, you guys remember they have a ghost hunters paranormal show on Peacock called unidentified with Demi Lovato, where they go and make contact with ghosts because Demi was visited by an alien uh, when they were younger and had a whole experience, which you find out in your the first episode. So Demi did this like a year and a half ago. So they were way ahead of this curve. This is now a trend, obviously. Like, what a weird thing to become a trend. And there's my favorite scene of all time when Demi Lovato serenades a ghost that uh, survived uh, horrific trauma. I guess it didn't survive because they are a ghost. But then Demi sings to this ghost and the ghost really loved it. Like truly, like the ghost 
loved it. Uh, we, of course, don't see the ghost, but we were told the ghost and all the little ghost machines were going off. So we knew it was a ghost. And I was like, this, you got to be kidding. You, I mean, this is a so bad it's good moment through and through. It was amazing. And then most recently, uh, a couple of months ago, Vanessa Hudgens, old Hudgies, uh, was on, I believe, the Drew Barrymore show. Or no, Kelly Clarkson. I'm sorry. Kelly Clarkson show and revealed to Kelly Clarkson that she talks to ghosts. There's got to be a deeper connection here. Why a Vanessa, Demi, Kristen Stewart, all like what is go- like, I mean, when you get into Hollywood, is, is it part of the deal? You have to dig ghosts as well. Like, I, do you guys understand? Like, this is mind blowing. Like, I'm truly boggled by this. I'm like, how? OK, but that's not all. That's not all. Well, actually, no, that is that is all. Yeah. So it's 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 no, 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 it's not. No, no. I'm sorry. I got really excited. No, it even gets better. You guys guess who else? Guess who else? You're not, uh, you're not going to guess. Kesha. That's right. Kesha has a ghost series as well. Uh, here's a, uh, from the AV club article. Kesha releases teaser for new ghost hunting show that will quote, blow your effing minds. And it's called conjuring Kesha. Okay. What's going on, man? Like what is the, the tick tock, make it stop, make it like, I feel like there is there enough ghosts to go around. Like I feel like they're going to be stepping on each other. It's like when Dateline and then Forty Eight Hours Murder Mystery was like competing against each other. Dateline won, but it was like I mean, there's only so many murders to go around. It turns out I was completely wrong. There's way too many murders, and everybody has every podcast is a murder podcast. But you know what I'm saying? Like that's weird, right? Like is Stevie Nicks going to have a ghost hunting show? Like now that actually I would I would real in fact. I would trade all those other ones in for a Stevie Nicks ghost hunting show. Like, but I, I'm just like, is that, is this what we have to do? Like how many ghosts are fucking out there? Like, and I'm like, should I, should I be aware? Like, I feel like we should be aware of like, there's actually a ghost issue and we're, we're, you know, enlisting some of our, our bravest and brightest pop stars and actors to help. us. And then I was like, why don't we fucking, why don't we, like, this is Ghostbusters. Why don't we do Ghostbusters with these ladies? They had the female Ghostbusters, but wouldn't you... Like, I don't feel like... I feel like they all need to team up together and and really come together as a unit and fight them as Ghostbusters. If you... Tell me. If you saw Demi Lovato, Kristen Stewart, Kesha, and Vanessa Hudgens roll up to a haunted house, are you telling you you're not going to watch that? I would pay top dollar to watch a Ghostbusters show with all four of those those people. I, I just, I, I truly would, I would, I would eat that up. And I think you guys would too. And so Kristen, if you are listening, I know you're a big fan of this show. Um, also, great way to you. Like, Kristen was nominated for an Oscar this year, and now she's producing gay ghost hunting shows. Like, Truly, the world is a magnificent place, and you guys are magnificent people. Thank you for joining today. Thank you for our guest, uh, Asia Scott from Below Deck, Down Under. Please make sure you go uh, get Peacock. It truly is worth it. Like, I'm not bullshitting. I don't get it for free. It is really, really worth it. Um, And I will talk to you guys on what is today. Today is going to be Wednesday. I'll talk to you on Thursday for a Kardashian recap. Bye. Betches.